ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HTS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is uh, episode 66 for the week of March 26th, 2019. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I am joined by the... Uh, what am I... What should I do? The man with the orange vanilla Coca-Cola. Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will... How are you on this actually Monday afternoon? I'm doing good. Way to point out that it's actually Monday today. Um, so we're recording at our normal time now. Yeah. Hopefully this episode doesn't fuck up. That's what we're hoping. Yep. Um, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, finally got some training for my new position at work today, which was exciting. Learning new stuff. Awesome. Um, it makes the time go by quick. Sure. When you're when I feel like when you're learning things and jumping into something new, it doesn't feel so repetitive and mundane. Yes. So, yeah, made the day go by quick. However, my um, coworkers from my previous position were kind of hurting with me out with me out and not in the office today. So understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this transition is going to be hard. I'm getting more work per day than I have time to do in my old position and trying to learn a new position. So it's going to be I think I feel like I'm going to be stressed for a little bit, but we'll get through it. It's that transitional period. Yes. Yes. What about you? How are you today? Uh, Linnea cried a lot. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. No, uh, my mom came over for a little bit and we hung out and it was fine. Um, I took, I just took a couple days extra off of work to help with the transitional period for Natana to be home alone with the baby. Um, so I took today and tomorrow off of work. And uh, I'll be back at work on Wednesday. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like for the recording's sake, you said your position, your new position, you start at April 15th, right? Yes. Okay. So do I. So like the new position I got, I start the same exact day, April 15th, uh, which is tax day for those who don't know. Make sure you get your taxes in. Taxes done. Ready to go. Hopefully you get a refund. Hopefully you're not paying in because that shit sucks. Um, but no, other than that, it was a pretty chill day. Yeah. Excited to just hopefully relax a little bit tomorrow. Hopefully the baby sleeps a little bit more. But uh, we'll see. That's it for me. Will, should we talk about what's coming up on the episode today? What do we got? First and foremost, the Halo Draft League Champions Draft is actually complete. So we're going to talk about that. The Division 2 is actually good. We're going to talk about that. I am actually going to play Sea of Thieves again. We're going to talk about a little content update that's going to be coming out. Halo was, believe it or not, played by, you'll find out who in a little bit. El Dorito team provides answers in regards to the MCC coming to PC. Tons of new tournaments have been announced. And of course, our Gamers Forgiving 2019 post show. But before we get into any of that, Will, before you even write down the timestamp information, we have a couple pieces of housekeeping to get to. First and foremost, and I didn't include these on the show notes because I completely forgot. But our tournament, our Halo 5 1v1 Get Shit on Scud tournament is going to be taking place Saturday, April 6th, 2019 at 5 p.m. Central. And uh, you can check out our challenge or challenge. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how to say it. We always screw it up, but it's funny either way. Check out our bracket. Uh, we'll, I will make sure to include it in the show notes by the time the episode posts. Go ahead and check it out. Sign up. And uh, we have the maps and the mode all ready to go. Uh, the modifications that we wanted to make are done. Everything should be good to go for the tournament. 
And again, it's for fun. There's no prize associated with it other than bragging rights. And uh, yeah, hopefully we see you there. Should be a good time. Um, I thought I had another piece of housekeeping to state, but as of right now, I don't. So without further ado, Will, what do we always start the show off with? Roster Mania! Let's uh, jump into some Roster Mania. So here we go. Coming up first, we have the Noob Combo Free Agents list. I've gone through this a few times, so but if you're not familiar, listen up. Here we go. Gamers, forgiving. I don't need to read that anymore. You don't. It's done. It is. It's over with. Done and dusted. On to DreamHack Dallas. Here's the free agent list. We have the OG Killa, Jay Weezy, Gohan, Coco the Janitor, Galloping Elp is a coach looking to join a team. We have Easy, Exile, Sterling, Crewman, Assertive, Deadlie, Hypo, Trunks, Tusk, Protein, Slurshot, Poseidon's BR, Cool Ranch Senpai, Joy Slays, Quicksilver, Bulkasaur, Exocide, 07, Venom, Adane, Elvistico, Gunstrafe, Canology, Senshi, Most Dope, Hosty Shots, Kyul, Stinger, Insom, and Nifty. Couple new names added to that list. Good to see. All right, and then partial team list. We have, uh, I guess I'll just call them team number one is Display and World Famous. Team two, Flamehead, Only Toxic, and Engage. Team three is Dread Takedown, I Always Slay, and Daffy. Team four is Tosh and Berserk. Team five, Reality and Saber. Team six, Just Eon and Shreds. Seven, Hillian, CE, and Catastrophe. Was on team eight here, Drizzy and Uday. And then nine, Neutralizer, Schoolage, and Pawsey. But that's not it. That's not it, Will? We have more this week. Oh, boy. We got a lot more. Uh, not just here, but later on, too. I know. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. We haven't had a, like, a good roster media in, the, in quite some time. Let's keep moving. Um, so next up, we have Halo Draft League. Champions League draft information. So just as a reminder, the draft is auction style. That means it works a little different than some people might expect. And here is a breakdown. A captain chooses a player from the undrafted pool to be put up for auction. That player then gets put up for auction with captains bidding in increments of $5. Once there is a 10 second pause between bids, the captain with the highest bid gets the player. That player then gets moved on to the captain's team. Captains start with $500 minus the captain value. The captain nominating the player is not required to actually bid for that player. Captains must keep a minimum of balance of $5 per empty space on their team when bidding for players. And if a player isn't bid upon, they get put back into the undrafted pool and can be nominated again. Here we go. Halo Draft League Champions League rosters and the team names are still being worked on. But this was provided by Mark Owns Your Face, so thank you very much, sir. Let's get into the teams. Team one, captain was equalized. Do you want me to, should we go through the the money values here? Yes, because I want to get a little speculation as to a couple of the teams here, specifically regarding the amounts that are left over. Okay, so here we go. Um, Like I said, equalized was the captain. He was a $90 value. Next is Puretic. 
went for 305 It's a lot of money. Damn. Um, Dread Takedown went for 50 Joy Slays went for 20 and Costa Clan went for 30 with a remaining dollars amount of $5 for Team 1. Team 2, we had Jolly Josh as the captain. He uh, had a $100 value. Volunteer had a $5 value. Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools had a $5 value. Brooks went for $85. And Straley or Strawley went for $15. That team has a remaining balance of $290. Pay attention to that remaining amount for that roster. Because what you're going to come to find out is that all the other rosters in the Champions League have nowhere near that much left. Okay. Go ahead. Team three, Nikolai is the captain. $90 was his value. He picked up Collapse for 215 Benji for 145 Mopsy, Mopsky for 15 and Nader Hater for 35 Remaining balance, $0. Team four. We had Church as the captain himself uh, was a value of $80. He picked up Sanchez for $15, Bards for $175, and Kennard for $115, and also QX for $115. Remaining balance, $0. Team 5 was Batchford as the captain. $170 was his value. He picked up Looney for $300, Boomy for $10, and Aurora Jorialis for $10. Oh, and also Strafey for $10. Remaining balance, $0. Team six, captain is Jesus with a $75 value. He picked up Manatee for 90, Outcast for 160, Fabe Speed for 60, and AG Spa for 85. Remaining balance for team six is $30. Team seven, captain is Sev, $130 value. He picked up Kolik for 190, Laser Me Tort for 110, Pro Shop for 10, and Chobo for 60. Remaining balance, $0. Team 8, Zoplin, the captain, picked up a few players here, but his value was $90 first. He, he did pick up one hit for $140, Sylvanic for $90, Bunny's Waddles for $50, and a Strange Owl for $120. Remaining balance, $10. Team 9 was next Scion. The captain, $80 value himself. He picked up numbers for 75, rewinds for 70, croak for 70, and siege for 205. Team 10 was Bud Light Rifle. Little play on words there. It's a good one. It's a captain. Yep, $80 value. He picked up Pharaoh 2 Clutch for 150, Fireboy Jet for 20, Clip for 110, and EU Assault for 50. He has a remaining balance of 90. Team 11 captain is Turtles. Value of 140. Big one. He picked up Holic for 115. Swish for 120. Psychedelic for 15. And Lesh for 110. Remaining $0 balance. Team 12 captain is Halo Elite. $120 value for himself. He picked up Crewman for 230. Chimera for 60, Blaine's for 5, and Volantis for 10. Remaining balance, $75. So 
some 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 side notes here. Oh yeah. So this would be the roster if there wasn't some controversy. And we uh, this information came from Abstract. Yep, on Discord on the Halo Draft League Discord. Um, and he is quoted saying, "It is with regret I inform you all that players EL Halo Elite." I think that was maybe misworded a bit. Um, anyway, e- EL Halo Elite, Chimera, Volantis have been banned from Halo Draft League indefinitely for manipulating the draft system and trying to exploit it to gain an unfair and competitive advantage. It is known that these actions will not be tolerated. With that out of the way, the Halo Draft League would like to welcome at Crewman as our newest Champion League captain, along with Blaines, who is already on the team. Crewman also will add Zykane, Defiled, and Will Manon to finish off the new roster. Please give them a warm welcome and good luck to all the season's competitors. So they did something shady. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to... Okay, if it is true, because I believe they're going through an appeal process right now. I believe they are. But I'm just going to throw this out there. If you actually did this... If you actually tried to rig the draft in your favor, fuck off. That's all I'm going to say. Continue on, Will. Like, I guess I, I would like to know what they did. Sure. Just because. And why? I mean. Well, they obviously did it because they want to have a competitive advantage and they want to win. Sure. But why not, you know, do it fairly? Um, The only thing I could think you could do about. Like rigging the Halo draft is, um, like if a new member just has a lower, if they if they're like on a um a Smurf account and they use that Smurf account to be like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a plat five, and therefore their value goes lower, but they're really on their actual count and Onyx whatever, you know, that's the only thing I could think of rigging it. It's a good point. I don't know how they, how they would go about that, you know. Like how they would try to prevent that from happening. Anyway, moving on. We have a few more teams to cover here. So team 13, the captain is too sick. He had a $110 value. Uh, he picked up Map 2 Clutch with a $240 value. Woo. Bastion with a $35 value. Exodus 105. And Sweaty Rookie for $10. I hope he lives up to that name. That's a great name for a $10 value player. Great name. That's awesome. Team 14, Captain is Barbie Boy. 80 bucks was his value. He picked up Gold Star BR for 260, Guitar Hero Dude for 75, Condor for 200, and Fear the Beard for $5. Remaining balance, 60. You mean Condor for $20. What did I say, 60? You said 200. Oh, I'm adding zeros. <laughs> you know, long day. Gold Star BR, good pickup though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Won FFAs in the past. Yes, yeah, he has. Great player. All right, team 15, the captain is Flurry, $80 value. He picked up Vemzy for 195, Financial for 60, Joker for 100, and why not be reckless for 5, remaining $60. Team 16, Fluriously is the captain. He had a $150 value. He picked up Blaine Doctor for 235, Biscuit Kappa for 5, The Kid Fox for 5, and Riot for 5. The remaining value of a hundred dollars. So yeah, um, it's very interesting that the the first team. I, I'm wondering if there's are they waiting for like a free agent to become available? That's what I'm wondering because if you like that was 
it could be, it could end up to be a really, really smart play to pick up, I'm not going to say lower tiered people, but just lower cost individuals. You know what I mean? Taking that advantage and being like, maybe, maybe the captain does personally know the players, in which case knows that the matchups would be fine. And like, oh, I got a hell of a deal on this. Yeah. And then if a player does come along, then we have the capital for it. We can take advantage. Or they're playing the long game and are just waiting for somebody out of free agency. We'll just have to wait and see. One team that I want to keep an eye on is Turtles team. Because um, a lot of these other teams, they picked up like a you know a two hundred fifty dollar value and some tens and some fives. Mm-hmm. He's this team is a one forty, one fifteen, one twenty, one ten, and then a fifteen to round it out. So kind pretty of even across even the odds. values yeah. across the board. Yep. Where some other teams have a couple high value players right. and then low value players. Yes. So they're I think they're the more even team out of the bunch. And I'm uh, I'm interested to see how they uh, match up against some of these other teams with bigger because they I mean with bigger names um, because they were higher value. Another team that I want to pay attention to a lot is uh, Team Five with Batchford as their captain. Um, reason being, three out of the five members of that squad are EU players, and two out of the five members of that squad pre- were previously on Mocket. Remember the Mocket Esports yes, squad from a yes. long time ago? Um, and I believe another member of Mocket who was outcast, I believe a previous member of Mocket was outcast, uh, he's on Team 6. So maybe they would have liked to have everybody on the same <clears> squad, but I mean, they obviously clearly, they can't predict everything's going to happen that way. But uh, the fact that you have two out of those squad, ro- you have two out of those, pe- two of the people from that previous squad, I can't talk right now, along with Batchford from the same region, that could be huge. That could be really, really huge to see if they gel together. So yeah, that's another squad I'm going to be paying attention to for sure. Okay. And, and the other thing is, is that a lot of these squads, I be- if not all of them, have at least one like all-star caliber player on yeah. their roster. And so it, it's good to see that. Th- this is another reason why I love this draft format. And I love this league in general because you have that diversification of talent across the board, right? You don't have a team that's realistically a team of powerhouses. You have like one or two powerhouses per squad, which is awesome. So, yeah, no, I like the format. You can't, you can't really build a all-star team with this format. (laughs) Unless you cheat. Unless you try to cheat. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I agree. It's great. It's a great uh, layout. All right, that's all we have for uh, Roster Mania this week. Tune in for the rest of the show where we'll have even more rosters to talk about, though. But that means it's time for COD and other games. Watch. What do we got, Will? Nothing. And therefore, that's it for COD and other games. Watch. You just love doing that, don't you? I do. I do like the hand motions and you everything. Do. Get a little into it, you know? Oh. Something I look forward to every week. Like, wakes me up a little bit. It's good stuff. You know what else wakes me up? What's that? Playing other video games. That's why it's time for Will's Adventures within the Haloverse. And other games too. And somebody actually played Halo this week. Okay. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> What's so, that song? Is that Shaggy? It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All Go right. ahead. What'd you play, Will? I, um, I played The Division 2. You convinced me to get it. And you convinced Joey to get it. With with 
I think both of us having it convinced Joey to to find to get it. I'm just gonna say that you were the one that actually convinced him, though. Okay, okay. He's he's like, Will told me you got division. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, if I got it, would you? Would I, can I play with you guys? I'm like, yeah, of course, absolutely, man. Absolutely, you can. What the fuck oh. are you talking about? Oh, Joey. But yeah, we played the division too. We did. Um, we got to like what rank eleven so far? You might be higher than us. I'm level twelve right now. Okay. Yes. And it's out of 30, so we still got a ways to go. Yes. And we're still like in the like third or fourth area of the map. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do in this game. Right. Um, Which is awesome. Yes, yes. It's uh it's good that they can't it's just it, it feels complete. Yeah, crazy that you pay sixty dollars for a video game and it's a complete package these days. So um And all year one D all the DLC, at least in the first year, is free. Completely free. So for those, I'm just going to put this out there. For those who are interested in purchasing the Division 2, do not buy the year one pass, okay? Unless you know what you're getting with it. Because like I said, all DLC, like story DLC and endgame DLC and all that stuff is free for everyone. If you buy the year one pass, you get access to DLC a week in advance, okay? Yes, you get a couple more things also, but like for actual content wise, you get it a week in advance. So think about that before you would potentially spend over $100 on the ultimate version of the game when you don't necessarily need it. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. No, no it's all good. Um, you know, it's fun rolling with you guys and uh, rolling through those missions. I know Joey's itching to do some Dark Zone stuff because that's his that's his thing, that's his cup of tea. He loves uh, the PvP. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good time. Uh, did jump into PUBG. I uh, <laughs> I love hate that game. I hate hate that game. I know you do. <laughs> um, I don't think I came in the, the top ten all weekend. It was it was rough. Me neither. You played one game and uh, two two games. Thank you. Josh played two games and uninstalled. <laughs> I did. That's exactly what I did. Not out of hate. <clears throat> it wasn't out of anger either. It was just like, you know what? I, I go ahead. This is your time. I'll talk. No, about no, it no. It's, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I, I played actually one game today and. What placing? Like 30th. Oh, something in there. I got one kill on the start of the game. Escaped the little compound I landed at. Was running to the circle, and I stopped at another comp- compound. I'm like, I hear something. I just stopped and was like looking around. I'm like, I hear something, but it wasn't clo- it like didn't sound close enough to be a person. Sure as shit, I move a little bit, and then brrr, I'm dead. Like uh, he was behind me, like stalking me the whole time. And that's, I think, uh, that's the thing that frustrates me about PUBG right now is that it's so campy. Everyone just sits around corners and buildings. And if you have to, basically, if you have to move, you're, you're done. So yeah, frustrating. Um, I but agree completely. I forgot how satisfying it is to get a kill in that game. I may have said this last week too, but when you, when you get someone and you just take them out, I feel it's, the game is so, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it, is it basic? Is that the right word? It's so like you have your gun and that's really it. Sure. Um, whereas, you know, and. Call of Duty, you easy have, to learn, difficult to master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Call of Duty, you know, you have your grapple guns and all these special equipment, and yeah, in PUBG, it's really just your gun control and your shot. 
Oh, and your positioning, you know, so, um, I want to get good at it, but it's so frustrating trying to get good at it again after I've been away for so long. Um, and then I, uh, so yeah, played a little bit of PUBG and then I played like a total of five minutes of Sea of Thieves, um, got my pirate legend status. So I jumped in, claimed my rewards and, uh, got out. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for the the update on the 30th. Yes. Indeed. Josh, what do you got? So I played the division 2 as well and uh as we hinted about earlier in the show, yeah, it's actually fun. Um I was clam I was clamoring for something fresh and new in the looter shooter space. Uh Destiny 2 isn't doing it for me anymore. Um and I know Borderlands is going to have an announcement. Well, Gearbox will have an announcement on potentially Borderlands 3 later on in the week. But that's besides the point. Um, and Anthem is... No. No. So, heard nothing but great things about it. Heard that it had everything from the get-go at launch. And I bit the bullet. I bought it. Convinced you to get it. You convinced Joey to get it. Rolling as a squad. Can you do, can you do me a favor, Will? What is the name of our clan in the division two. We are, um, we're the bros of banging. <laughs> the bros of banging because apparently it didn't like bang bros. Yep. It was a, uh, it considered it a offensive word. I can, I can only imagine why, you know, no, <laughs> no idea. Who cares? I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. It, it's great. So our clan tag is bro. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was the joke. All jokes aside, uh, division two is great. Um, we're going to be playing more of it. I'm excited to play more of it. Um, also played PUBG, And yes, like I said, I uninstalled after two games. Um, I do like that green grassy map. I thought that was cool. Sinok. Yeah. Sinok. Sure. That's what it's called. Um, no, I liked it. I thought that was fun, but I don't think the game is very fun, but that's just me. Like I've gotten a win. I've gotten two, two wins total. I think in PUBG out of the complete time that I've played that game. I know. I know you were with me for at least one of those. I was. Yeah. When we were in that squad. Yep. Yep. I think I was, uh, Logan was in that squad too. Shout out to you, my man. And we got it. We got her done. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but either way played that a little bit. And then I actually played some MCC over the week as well. I threw it out there in Discord, asked if anybody was willing to play. It was later at night. Uh, Linnea was down for a nap. She just, just got done eating, and uh, I wanted to get some gaming in. So, Eric, Lanky Sasquatch, shout out to you. Thank you so much for playing with me. It was a great time. Uh, and the server issues that were in MCC that may still be there right now. So they switched to a peer-to-peer -peer network while they were fixing their issues, and... Uh, Let's just say that it was bad. And when I mean bad, I mean... So the first game we played... The first game we played was Halo 3, if I'm not mistaken. And when we loaded in, all sound was cutting out. Oh boy. Like, the, all of it was cutting out. And it was like... And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then the next game we played, I think, was Halo 2. People were jumping all around, like... Lag spiking, yeah, oh. it was crazy, and uh, I mean, it, we had fun regardless. But it was just, whoo boy, they need to fix that, asap. Um, 
but yeah, MCC is still fun. I'm looking forward to the PC release. I'm going to be playing a lot on there. Know that for a fact. Especially if they... Oh, man. If they redo... Like, if they re-release the achievements as well. Like, you have to go through them all over again. Woohoo, boy! It's going to be a lot of Chivo hunting, I can tell you that much. But that's all I played. Oh, wait, no. I played Destiny 2 for, like, an hour. That game is not fun for me anymore. Why do you say that? So... I hate the Crucible in that game. I really do. I can't stand it. It's it's too much inconsistency. You don't know what the fuck you're going to be going up against. It's terrible. That's really it. It's all I don't like about it. Okay. That's all on Crucible. And I, and I don't like how there's things in that game that make you have to play that in order to pr- get things to progress further. Like, nine times out of ten, you don't have to play it if you don't want to. But they released those powerful engrams. I mean, those powerful bounties. So you can get up to 640 light to do the newest content that just came out from the season of the Drifter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of those bounties is you have to kill 10 people in the Crucible. Now that's easy. It's it's easy. It's just, a, it's just dumb. I don't want to fucking play it. I don't want to fucking play it. I think the reason they have those bounties, because if um, someone is new to Destiny purchasing the game, yeah. it gives them a little taste of everything that they oh, yeah. should do. For so. sure. No, no, I don't doubt that. And that's perfectly fine. It's just like for people who have already played it and experienced it to the amount that they want to, don't make me play something I don't want to fucking play anymore. Sure. But I mean, they don't know that, you know? Right. And I'm not going to go on a message board and start bitching them out because like, that's not what I do. <laughs> I, I'll just sit here at the comfort of my own home and I bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no shame to them. They're doing what they need to do. I completely understand and I respect it. And uh, no shade thrown. I just don't like Crucible. Just not for me. Sure. That's all I played. Did you want to talk now about your Sea of Thieves thing you wanted oh, to mention? Thank you. So, uh, for those who don't know, and I know we're getting long into the tooth about talking about other games, but hear me out. So, for those who don't remember, I dropped off the Sea of Thieves wave, for lack of a better phrase here, for lack of a better term. I dropped off it right away. Like, I played with Dom. I played with Nick. I don't think I ever played with you yet. No. Because you got on later. So I played with Dom and Nick, had a fine time, just realized the game wasn't for me. I played the open beta. I thought it was meh, you know, and I'm like, oh, I mean, it was fun, but what else am I going to do, right? Then we realize, oh, not a whole lot more. Cool. Okay. This is that launch. Okay. They've come out with content releases. They came out with patches. Things are a little bit more fresh. There's a little bit more to do. Still not really catching my interest. Then they had their anniversary uh, trailer release. And there's an update coming out at the end of next month. The end of April. April 30th, I think, right? Around there? It's um, March 30th. No, it's April. It's end of April. I thought it was the, the new content was this month. Nope, next month. You looking it up right now? Yep. Uh, All right, we'll come back to it. Yep, you look it up. So the anniversary update that's going to be coming out eventually, right? One of the things that really captivated me and the thing that you were talking about that the game was lacking was story content, right? Like the Sea of Thieves doesn't really have a story. You go out, you get bounties, you get the treasure, you bring it back, you sell it, you move on, okay? So they're releasing a type of story within Sea of Thieves and that is the thing that I'm looking forward to. That is what will get me back to playing that game. 
in which case I will gladly play with you, Dom, and Nick when that comes when that update comes out. I already have the game reinstalled on my computer. I have it ready to go. So you guys will be rocking out with your golden pirate legend gear, and I'll be rolling around as a little scrub. But uh, it's gonna be great. What'd you find out? April. April what? Thirtieth. There it is. Boom! Shaka. I knew it was a thirtieth. I thought it was. I thought it was this month. It would be cool if it was. It would be better. Because well, the no. 20th was their year anniversary yeah. of this month. So yeah. you thought the update, when they say it's their anniversary update, you'd think it would be around their anniversary, not a month later. But it, uh, it, it's fine. It's like the announcement of an announcement. Yeah. That's what this was. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm looking forward to the update. Um, like I said, I have the game reinstalled. I'm ready to play it. And uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, uh, Dom is a master... Uh, master on the wheel and driving now. Perfect. And uh, Nick and I are pretty, I'd say we're above average on the PVP side of things. And we can, uh, we just need to get you to hold down the cannons and we're set. Doperinos, bro. There we go. We're getting in there. Will, I think it's time we move on to the news. First news story, Jeremy Cook, the art director of 343 of Halo Wars 2 and MCC has officially left 343. This is a tweet from Jeremy Cook and I quote, See you around, big guy. He was looking at a picture of... He was looking at a statue of Atriox. That's why he said big guy, okay? Uh, last day as a Spartan. I'm off to my next mission in games. You guys have and continue to be the most passionate fans, period. You are why I do what I do. Uh, Jeremy, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, and uh, thank you for all your hard work on MCC and Halo Wars 2. Both are great. Next news story. Halo MCC on PC will be playable... At Halo Outpost Discovery. Will, do you remember? I can't remember if I said this on the show or not. But do you remember what I, what my speculation was going to be after um, E3? You said Halo 6 would be... Halo Infinite. I said Halo Infinite would be playable at Halo Outpost Discovery. Will, Yeah. I'm still sticking to my guns on this one. You think so? Yep. I'm still sticking to my guns. You know why? Why do you say that? Because they haven't said anything about Infinite yet. So why not wait till E3, talk about Infinite Up the Wazoo, and then announce that, hey, are you going to be at Outpost Discovery? Well, not only do we have FCC on PC, but we also have Halo Infinite. Uh, I think it's too soon. You know what? I still think it's too soon. That's fine. You think it's too soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be my head in the clouds dreamer right now, okay? That's okay. what I'm going to do. Um, you, you do that. I will. Thank you. Uh, but no, MCC on PC will be at Halo Outpost Discovery. So if you are going to be at any of the Halo Outpost Discovery locations, be sure to play it, give your feedback, and uh, we can't wait to play it as well. It's going to be a great time. At least we hope it's going to be a great time. And if it's not, you best believe we're going to be talking about it. <laughs> we'll be talking about it regardless. I hope it's good, though. Um, Next news story. The MCC playlist update for March 20th, 2019. This is over by, from Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Good morning, friends. Today's matchmaking update is all about big team battle. We are overhauling the map offerings in Halo 1 by adding, removing, and altering weighting of various maps. On top of that, we have introduced Fiesta to BTB. This includes the same random weapon shenanigans you expect, but Halo 4 brings a twist where you are now guaranteed drops of either a sniper, explosive, or power-up within each Infinity Ordnance drop mid-battle. All updates are located within the article. Check it out in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. Next news story. 
The Halo Community Update by Unishek over on HaloWaypoint.com. Few things to point out in regards to this community update specifically. Here's the first one, Halo 5 Guardians. While our Halo 5 activity isn't quite at MCC on PC levels, we wanted to give you a quick look at what the rest of the month is looking like as well as give you another glimpse at our big team battle progress. For the March calendar, March 21st, Castle Wars rotates in for core play, which means you can play it right now. Castle Wars, get in there. March 28th, Rockin' Rail rotates in for Forerunner Slayer. And also on March 28th, Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. So if you're looking for some Halo 5 shenanigans to get into, there you go. Big Team Battle Refresh! I happened to wander into our playtest lab downstairs while the Halo 5 Sustain team was testing out some new maps and refreshed maps the other day. This uh, serendipitous nature of this encounter meant I had to take a picture. Here's a tease of what the refreshed version of Viking may look like when it hits the playlist. There's a picture in the article in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. So check it out. Next news story. Halo Insider Mini Update. This is posted by Sketch over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Howdy, folks. It's been a wild ride since we opened the doors to the Halo Insider program, and you've blown us away with your interest and excitement. We knew there was a lot of interest out there, but it's awesome to say the number of folks opting in has blown away our expectations. So thank you. Now, the question on everyone's mind is, of course, when will the flighting begin? I wanted to give a quick update today, but spoiler, you won't find a date in this post. The team is currently working on a number of fronts. First, work is underway digging into the Insider database to build out the flighting group for the first flight. Here's how this process generally works. First, the game team identifies what content is coming and what their specific needs are for a flight. For example, with many of our MCC flights last year, the primary focus was on testing the updated matchmaking services and underlying technical overhaul, so matchmaking was priority number one, and the audience was built to help hit a required number of concurrent players for a specific window of time to ensure the team got good enough data to validate the test. As the MCC flight goals are established, Folks start to dig into the database to find players who opt in, who have availability, who might have specific experience or history with a specific prior title or experience, maybe folks across a specific cross-section of locations, etc., all building up to a target population number that the game team feels is needed to execute a successful flight. Sometimes, the team may feel they need additional information about players to segment them into even finer buckets. In this case, some insiders might get emailed a follow-up survey, don't worry, you're not missing out, nothing's been sent out to anyone yet. Meanwhile, the game teams are hard at work on the build itself. In this case, it's Halo Reach that will lead the charge and the 343 publishing team along with our partners at Splash Damage and Ruffian are working through milestones and test passes to get closer to what will become their first flighted build. I don't have visibility into the final plan yet, but we've certainly shared specifics on, what, on what's been flighted and what the goals are prior to pushing up builds. A small, private flight then occurs using internal people and some external testers, which is basically a pre-flight. Once that happens successfully, then that becomes the same content and build that rolls into the first insider flight. One thing we can confirm is that as of now, we're targeting leading with Halo Reach flighting on Xbox One. This is simply due to the fact that the console version is a bit further along than the PC version and will be ready to flight sooner. PC, as you can imagine, is a different beast, and we want to ensure that the first flight has adequate PC-specific UI in place, which takes time. We don't expect a particularly big gap in time, but we are going to flight on Xbox One first, possibly even another flight on there too, depending on timing, before Halo Reach PC flighting begins. All this said, we're tracking towards kicking off the first flight on Xbox One in a matter of weeks. 
So it's not that far off. Keep in mind that we always want to be as open and transparent as possible, but that does sometimes mean we will share what our intent and targets are, but they could change. If, for example, a pre-flight doesn't go as planned or new bugs are discovered, the schedule shifts out. This makes it really hard to pin down exact dates for flighting, especially when the deeper we go into the process, we're dependent on every prior flight running smoothly and hitting specific dates and outcomes. Lastly, Part of being open and transparent is also about properly managing expectations and your understanding of how things work. While it's awesome to have such a massive group of people eager and ready to jump in and help us flight, it's important to remember that not everyone will get into every flight. In fact, we can say with certainty that the majority of Halo insiders will not get into the first flight, or maybe even the second or third. This doesn't mean you're less worthy than anyone else or that you're not going to get into future flights. It does mean that we will absolutely have people waiting, quote-unquote, on the bench, who are super eager to flight, but don't get in when they want. We know this will be disappointing to many, and we do value your time and interest, and hope you will stay interested and answer the call when the time comes. In general, each flight will start small, with a subset of the insider opt-in group, determined by the types of segmented factors noted up above, and then grow over time. So, flight number one will be a smaller subset, flight number two will include more people, etc., until we get to a point in time where eventually we want to provide an opportunity for everyone who's interested and eligible to participate. But that will take time. We start small and grow over time primarily to ensure that the game experience is as positive as possible and can scale accordingly and ensure that we're able to receive and process all the data and feedback that comes at greater and greater volumes of participation. We're eager and excited to get the, uh, the first flight out and officially start on this journey together. We're blown away by your outpouring of support and look forward to partnering to bring Halo Reach to MCC and bring all these great experiences to PC in the right way. Thank you for opting in and for your patience. We'll have more to share soon. It was a big one. I'm sorry. But it was worthwhile to get through. There's a, The insider program, people... I have, I'm afraid that people are going to look at this and be like, I signed up, I should get in. But that's not the way it goes. So don't worry about it. It'll take some time. Everyone will get in eventually. And I'm not going to lie. I'll be a little sad if I'm not able to get in right away too. But that's okay. It's the way the metaphorical cookie crumbles. You like that, Will? Bruce Almighty throw. Was that what that was from? Yeah. Really? I think so. I wow. think so. Bringing back the good old days. Uh, next news story. El Dorito. The future of the mod and our involvement with 343 on MCC PC by El Dorito. This is a blog post from El Dorito. And I quote, Note, it's been 10 months since our last blog post. The purpose of this post is to clear some confusion, correct some incorrect information floating around regarding El Dorito, and update everyone on what we've been doing since last April. It's been a roller coaster of events since then. There's some things that I cannot speak about, such as features or scope of MCC that have not already been publicly announced or discussed by 343, but I've been granted permission to speak about certain things, including many, any meetings that took place that were not under NDA. But first, some thanks are in order. There are so many people who've helped the team along the way to make El Dorito what it is today. As of the time of writing this post, El Dorito players have played over 1 million games since .6's launch. 1,105,115 games to be exact. We have been humbled by the support of the players, the creativity of the forgers who have made amazing maps, and the ho uh, and the hosters who have already kept a steady supply of El Dorito servers to play on. 
Oh, hosters. Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes there's a name that you flub on in roster mania. Sometimes there's a a straight up word that I can't understand correctly. That was that one. Hosters. Thanks to the previous El Dorito devs who are no longer active. The groundwork you laid out gave us the means uh, opportunity to deliver points six successfully. The server hosts who volunteer their own hardware to keep plenty of ED servers up. The El Dorito team does not host a single server. All are ran by you, the community. An extra special thanks to those who are hosting the ranked and social servers. Thanks to all the Point Six testers. Over 3,000 full lobby test games were played prior to the launch of Point Six, and without this extensive testing, Point Six could have been Point Five all over again. And the Forge makers who put in countless hours recreating maps as well as designing completely original maps. We've been extremely impressed with the creativity this community has. Despite the post saying goodbye to El Dorito and the thanks we are giving out, do not be mistaken. The mod is not dead, nor is it inactive or going away. In fact, it's with the most popular. It's the most popular it has been in many months. Within the Reddit post, I have made a comment regarding some statistics detailing the million plus games played. I'm gonna take a drink real quick because my throat's getting a little bit dry. Feels good. Okay, moving on. Our involvement with 343. On April 24th, four days after we released Point Six, the few of the more active members of the El Dorito team met with certain 343 employees and other members of the Halo universe, including Frank O'Connor, the Halo franchise development director. Our initial meeting, which was not under NDA and therefore did not touch on the topic of MCC at all, was about El Dorito and a simple request that we pause development. After the success of our Point Six release, where we had 12,000 concurrent players, they were professional, impressed, congratulatory, and even sympathetic and apologetic about the unfortunate circumstances surrounding Microsoft issuing DMCA takedowns against Halo Online and Twitch streamers. They publicly released this statement, and I quote, One thing remains clear. The community really wants more Halo on PC. As we look ahead, we are very excited about the prospects of an official classic Halo experience making its way to PC, and we hope to be able to partner with the El Dorito team and broader mod and content creation community to help inform the types of experiences and features our fans desire. While we have nothing to announce today, please know that the PC community is very important to us and top of mind as we work towards the future. End quote. They mentioned to us that our success with El Dorito lit a spark, and we were told it, quote, gave us a kick in the pants, end quote. MCC has obviously always been planned to eventually be on PC, but was never on the current roadmap. So while El Dorito was not responsible for MCC coming to PC, it is responsible for it coming to PC right now. So for that, the El Dorito team would like to thank you, the community, for spreading the word, playing El Dorito with such positive reactions, and enjoying the game we poured our hearts and souls into. El Dorito is what set MCC PC in motion. After that initial meeting, our small group of five met on occasion with 343 to discuss their future plans, gather opinions, and discuss and how they would like us to be involved in MCC on PC's development. We have been acting as an advisory board prior to the Halo Insider program to help them shape the MCC experience. While we were brought in by 343 uh, for our particular set of area of expertise, we unfortunately have not been able, we have not been actively doing any technical work with them for some time now due to our area of expertise, modding, not being needed at this time. However, as Sketch343 publicly mentioned in the Reddit AMA, modding is on the roadmap for a future time, and they have been focusing on bringing Halo Reach into MCC. 
Here are a couple of questions you may have, which have been answered by 343 directly already. So will MCC have modding tools and our Steam Workshop support and split screen? They provided the quote. El Dorito responds, So to reiterate, MCC will not have any sort of modding capabilities on launch, but they have stated that they want to add support later down the road and plan to work with our team to achieve this. What about Forge and Theater? The initial launch of MCC will not include any Forge or Theater functionality. Again, as stated in the AMA, it is planned for later. Below is the quote from the AMA. There's the quote. And El Dorito responds with, While we are beyond excited that MCC is coming to PC, and that it is fantastic news for all Halo fans, many of us are a little disappointed in what is being offered on launch. El Dorito Point 6 didn't just attempt to bring a Halo game to PC, it brought it uh, with a fr very fresh experience while keeping the original classic, yup, this is Halo feeling. An insanely enhanced forge and a plethora of game type and player trait customization never before seen in a Halo game. While we feel that it is a crucial aspect that should be included on launch to keep players interested with the limited initial content, we are very glad that modding support and Forge are on the roadmap for a future time, and we look forward to helping 343 shape this aspect of MCC. Here are a couple of things we particularly commend or respect 343 for, including the following. Learning from some of the mistakes of the Xbox One MCC, 343 has made it clear that this will be released, quote, when it's ready, end quote, which is the same approach we had for El Dorito.6. There won't be a broken release followed by two years of silence with MCC on PC. It will be released when fighting is approved, it is ready to be released. And increased transparency and communication with the player base. This has been very important for the Eldorito team, and we are glad that 343 has gone to great lengths to keep the community updated with accurate information. We are not at liberty to reveal anything else regarding our involvement with 343. Therefore, what are we doing now? With any group of Halo modders and reverse engineers would do, Continue to mod and reverse engineer Halo. Regardless of the future of MCC on PC, the team isn't going anywhere. We've never stopped reverse engineering the game, engine, and resources. Since last April, we've learned so much and have been able to do some incredible things, some of which were thought to be impossible. And you'll be seeing some of this work in the new future in the form of an update. Bottom line, this is not in any way a goodbye. The El Dorito team is not going anywhere and you'll be seeing a hell of a lot more from us in the future, whether it be the, the existing El Dorito mod or MCC PC itself. As always, we will keep the community informed of our activities. Feel free to ask questions on the Reddit post where all this is all linked. We will answer what we are allowed to answer. The future is bright, my friends, and it is time to be patient now. As for the ED team, quote, I think we're just getting started, end quote. Till next time, soon, TM. Rabbit Squabbit. That was a really good read. And from the tweet that I put out, it's a must read. So if you didn't listen to this episode, I don't know why I'd be saying this right now, but read the damn article. Because it's great. It's great. Will, do you have anything to add while I take another sip of my drink? It's uh, just good to see that they're continuing support for their team. And uh, whether they come out with more of their own content or join the MCC team for modding in the future would be great it will be great and the thing that i'm still concerned about with the modding on mcc pc so it's coming to steam and it's coming to the microsoft like xbox store on pc okay therefore steam yes steam has steam workshop support which would include mod support right 
the Windows Store doesn't. So I don't know how that would work. I don't know if it's the same exact client that's being installed, whether you get it on Steam or you get it on the Windows Store. Because like, if if for some weird reason you're able to purchase it on the Windows Store and then it just appears in your Steam library without having to add an external game to your Steam library, then sure, I don't see an issue whatsoever. But if they're two completely, if they're technically two completely different installs, I don't know how mod support would work. I just don't. And maybe I'm being super naive right now, but I know how easy it is to do with the Steam Workshop. You click subscribe, it gets downloaded and installed. You don't have to do anything. It's all there. Okay? So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm uh, I'm curious about how they're going to deal with cheating on PC. Sure. Aimbots, things like that. We'll have to wait and see on that too. I completely agree. All right. That's it for the regular news, but now we got some uh, competitive news for you. First up, the Halo community update by Unishek. I already talked about this briefly, but uh, a couple competitive things to talk about within the same article. Microsoft Store. Our next Microsoft Store 2v2 tournament is happening next Sunday, March 31st. As always, you can get all the information and details possible about your local Microsoft Store at the link they provide. To help you plan your next trips to the Microsoft Store with it, with your duo, be sure to mark the dates of these events in your calendar. March 31st, April 28th, and May 19th. You'll also be able to catch a cross-store competition hosted on our Mixer channel each Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Tashi and I will be hosting the Shindig Live from Mixer Studio One, interviewing people in Microsoft stores, and enjoying some fun-spirited com- uh, competitive Halo action. We hope you tune in and join us. Next up, Breaking the Clutch announces Halo Wars 2 E-League. This is an article by Noob Combo. Shout out to you, Maddie Rums. And I quote, Halo Wars community Breaking the Clutch has announced a league that will feature tournaments throughout the spring and summer called the BTC E-League. The spring-summer season will consist of four open tournaments and conclude with a grand final invitational. March 31st, April 20th, May 18th, June 15th, and July 13th. Each tournament will award points based on placements. The winner of each tournament will automatically have a spot in the invitational with the remaining 12 spots being awarded to players with the highest total points at the end of all four open tournaments. Repeat tournament winners will only retain one spot for the invitational. The Invitational currently has a prize pool of $200 with a chance of increasing. First place will receive 50%, second gets 35%, and third will get 15%. Registration for March's tournament is now open, and you can do it at the challenge page. For more information, head over to the Breaking the Clutch challenge page. Or challenge page. Next up, speaking of tournaments, SWAT Nation announces a new SWAT tournament. Believe it or not. Say what? We welcome spring and Easter season with another spicy SWAT tournament. We're looking at a 3v3 Halo 5 SWAT tourney extended to all the SWAT players out there. Why an invitational? Because we want to literally extend the entire community invitation to compete and have fun. We won't be capping the number of teams that can sign up, but we'll close the registration when the deadline is due. Assemble your dream team of three and take it to the arena where you'll face some fierce Easter headhunting and familiar battlegrounds. Tune your shot and hunting instincts. You'll be playing for an initial prize pool of $700. 
And we have a very special guest casting the tourney with us, so give it up for Shyway. He'll be joining us on the analyst desk. Format? We have a 3-4, uh, we have a, opposite 3-4-3. Three, three. We have a 3v3 SWAT tourney where you'll assemble your squad and face another fierce trio. First team to hunt all the enemy heads wins. To spice things up, this tourney, this tourney will be played with classic maps, weapons, and movement. The weapons for this tourney are Halo 1 Magnum, Halo 3 Battle Rifle, Halo 2 Battle Rifle, and the DMR. The maps included are Beaver Creek, Sanctuary, Uncaged, The Pit, and then potentially four more? I'm not entirely certain, but based off what it looks like in the article, I think it's four more. When is it? The tourney will take place Swatter Day. Ha <laughs> I get it. April 20th, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Registration deadline is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019 at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Bracket will be also be posted immediately after the deadline. Same date and time on stream at twitch.tv slash naptimes with a Z instead of an S. How do I register? You can sign up at the bottom of this page, enter your three team members along with your team name. All of that will be included in in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Speaking of even more tournaments, the DreamHack Dallas HCS Grassroots Tournament information has been revealed. And by that, I mean there's more. There's going to be qualifiers. Here's how they're going to be going down. These qualifiers are for seeding only. The top 12 seeded teams will be seeded directly into group play. The remaining seeded information will be used for the open bracket. The qualifiers will be run by UGC Esports. Qualifier dates and times. Saturday, April 6th, 12 p.m. Central Time. Signups are available right now, and please read through the rules. Read them. They've recently changed. Next is Saturday, April 20th at 12 p.m. Central Time. Saturday, May 4th, may the 4th be with you, 12 p.m. Central Time. And Saturday, May 18th, my wedding anniversary, 12 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> Sad to throw that in there, huh? You know, why not? It, it makes me remember, you there know? There you go. Yeah, that's that's how I get through it. That's how I do it, you know? I got to shout it out on the show. That way my wife doesn't hate me. Moving on, side tournament. There will be also be a side tournament with a prize pool of $5,000. More details to be revealed soon. But what about that prize pool, though? Well, you're going to be competing for 50 thousand dollars a prize pool of fifty thousand dollars it's a hefty uh, chunk of change there not bad at all not bad at all and that's it for the dreamhack dallas information but we're still not done because while the champions league for halo draft league rosters have been announced we now have the challenger league to talk about Therefore, this is all by abstract, and I quote, With the Champions League draft over, we are excited to announce our Challengers League captains. Nolidus, Bobetafeta, Closer Spore, Blues Who's, Nade Strafe, Role Model, Justice, Nathan Bacon, Memorize It, and Seizure. Mm. Bobetafeta and Blues Who's. Yep. My favorite names. I was going to say, they've been around for a long time, so let's go. it's good to see them. Teams in the Challenger Division will draft five players, forming a total team of six players, five drafted, one captain. Stay tuned for additional updates. Remember, if you don't get drafted for the Champion League, there is still a draft for the Challenger League. 
You additionally can be pulled up to the Champion League from the Challenger League and free agent pool, so don't fret. The date, time, and captains for the draft will be finalized after this draft. Well, the draft already taken place. You already know the captains. There you go. Team transactions. This will be in the spring season guide page that is coming soon, but here's an update on how team transactions will work. In other words, drop, add, and trades. A transaction is either a trade between teams, which will count as one transaction for each team, or when a team that drops one player on the roster and then picks up a new one from the free agent pool or a league below them. Right now, each captain will be granted one transaction until the first trade window opens up. During the trading windows, captains will be allowed to make as many transactions as they like until it closes. The window officially opens on the first day of the week stated and will close on the last day of closing week. Captains and teams are allowed to discuss and plan trades outside of the windows to make sure they get the change as soon as possible. First trade window, week 3 to week 4. Second trade window, week 6 to week 7. And third trade window is week 9. So there you go. A little bit more Halo Draft League information. Hopefully satiates you while we wait for uh, the spring season guide to make its appearance. And the last piece of competitive news before we get into some tournament recaps. The Griffball Weekly AGLA American Griffball Leave America update for March 19th, 2019. Playoffs begin with a bang. This is by Rage. And I quote, Hey everyone, playoffs have arrived at last, the standings are final, the seeds are set, and the bracket is live. We have an unexpected finish to the regular season to recap and some info on the upcoming playoff previews to get to, so let's get things rolling. Makeup Week Recap Makeup Week is completed and all 176 regular season games have been accounted for. Pork Chop Sandwiches had by far the most games rescheduled and unfortunately forfeited the remaining games and finished with a 1-21 record. Ouch. That's, that's going to be a yikes for me, dog. Straight Griffin went into makeup week with a chance to complete their run on undefeated regular season with three games left on their schedule. After Pork Chop Sandwiches forfeited out, the last two teams standing in their way were eventual top four seeds Shadow Realm and We Respect Hose with a Z. After cruising past Shadow Realm with a quick 5-1 victory, Straight Griffin's undefeated season came to an end at the hands of We Respect Hose with a Z in a 5-2 loss. They would still finish the regular season as the number one seed. The biggest story lineup of Makeup Week was the race for the 8th seeds uh, between SML08 All-Stars plus Kazink and Lumbridge White Knights. With 5 games left on the schedule for Lumbridge White Knights and SML08 All-Stars getting a forfeit win over Pork Chop Sandwiches to finish the season with a 12-10 record, Lumbridge White Knights needed to win at least 3 of the 5 games to force a tie. Back-to-back wins over uh, Team Ninja was a big start to the week, but their toughest challenge was yet to come with another set of back-to-back games, this time against Shadow Realm. After dropping the first game 5-2, Lumbridge White Knights went up 4-2 in the second game before Shadow Realm stormed back to take the game 5-4 and put Lumbridge White Knights on the brink of elimination. The last game on the schedule for LWK was Paradox Warriors, and they needed a 5-1 victory to tie for the 8th seed or a 5-0 sweep to claim a tiebreaker victory. Lumbridge White Knights would go on to win the game 5-1 and tie for the 8th seed. Holy shit! Barely hanging on. That is nuts, dude. Oh my god. Here we go. Game 177. Remember last week when I mentioned there were 176 games in the regular season? Well, after all those games, 
SML08 All-Stars and Kazink and Lumbridge White Knights managed to tie on every single tiebreaker. Both teams finished 12 and 10, scored 62 goals, and allowed 65. They played each other twice during the regular season with each team winning a game 5 to 2. After tying in everything possible, the 8th and final seed was decided by a single game playoff with an agreed upon neutral host. The game was played Monday night with an SML08 All-Stars plus Kazink came away with a 5-2 victory after a 33-minute match. The reward is a first-round matchup against Straight Griffin, who finished the season 21-1. Congrats to them. Oh my good golly, Miss Molly. That is ridiculous. They tied on everything? That's crazy. Oh man. And a 33-minute match to come out with a winner on that. Jesus. Goes to show you that Griffball can be very competitive. All right, let's talk about this playoff bracket. There are a total of eight teams in playoffs this season, and each matchup will be a best of three series. Individual preview articles for each matchup will follow throughout the week while games are being scheduled. The final standings are as follows, and you can find the official playoff bracket at the challenge or challenge bracket link included in the article. Straight Griffin is 21 and 1. Rooster Bucks to Blow is 20 and 2. Re Respect Hose with a Z is 18 and 4. Shadow Realm 16 and 6. Way to Fail 15 and 7. Never Let Go 14 and 8. Our Lady Tuna 14 and 8. And SML8 All Stars plus Kazink 12 and 10. The first round matchups are as follows SML08 SML All Stars plus Kazink is going up against Straight Griffin. Our Lady Tuna will go up against Rooster Bucks to Blow. Never Let Go. Going up against Re-Respect Hose with a Z. Way to Fail goes up against Shadow Realm. Statistical Leaders. Statistics of the regular season are completed to include every game of the regular season that was played, and there were some changes in the statistical leaderboards. Playoff stats will be tracked separately, but for now, here are your statistical leaders for the regular season. Most goals. Robot 9000 of Straight Griffin with 60 goals. The Corn Ninja from Re-Respect Hose with a Z, 58 goals. Priest from Way to Fail, 47 goals. Razor from Our Lady Tuna, 40 goals. Regressor from Rooster Bucks to Blow with 34 goals. Highest kill death ratio. Rage More Nerd from Shadow Realm, 1.5. I'm Shad from Our Lady Tuna, 1.45. Digital Pain from Way to Fail, 1.34. Silva from Rooster Bucks to Blow, 1.31. And Trick from Re Respect Hose with a Z, 1.29. And Last but not least, most carrier kills. El Diablo from SML08 All-Stars plus Kazink, 89 carrier kills. Silva was 74. That was from Rooster Bucks to Blow. Ace B Silent from Shadow Realm, 61. Digital Pain from Way to Fail, 60. And Dister Dan from Team Ninja, 59 carrier kills. That does it for the news this week. There are a lot of tournaments to kind of announce there. Lots and lots. But uh, enough with the announcements. Time for some recaps. Will, what do we got? All right. So we do have some tournaments to run through this week. We'll start off. We just got done talking about them, but we'll continue talking about them. The AGLA playoff match results. Uh, so first one was Straight Griffin versus SML08 All-Stars and Kazink. Series score was a 2-0 going to straight Griffin. Kind so, <laughs> saw that coming. <laughs> After that 33-minute match to get them into that 8th seed and then they get 2-0'd. Yeah. 
what are you going to do? It's the best team in the in the league. Yes, yeah, they're they're almost undefeated. Next up, we have Rooster Bucks the Blow versus Our Lady Tuna. Series score was 2-0 going to Rooster Bucks the Blow, so they move on. And considering Rooster Bucks the Blow, I think only lost one more game than Straight Griffin yeah. over the regular season, that makes sense that they got 2-0, that yeah. they 2-0 won that as well. All right, moving on to SWAT Nation March Madness results. First place went to Cha-Cha for keeps. This includes Cha Destroys, Absent All Day, Falcated, and Bound. They took home 800 buckaroonies. Second was You're All In, NWK, Cosmo, Druck, and Mr. Soul Snipe. They took home 500 bucks. Third team, third place, Dirty Swindle, Tyrant, Chimera, Dirty Shaka, and Mopo V2 took home $350. We uh, team came in fourth was Plum Lords. This included Lash, Bohm, Turdix, and Church. In fifth through sixth, we had Slinky Kittens, Jake Mild, Slinky, Warrior, and Maruli. And Radical Splinters included Tachi Priz, Garci, Shabby Dagger, and Arctic. Seventh through eighth, Mexican Tea Party, which was Nikolai, Collapse, Omero946, and Curtentio. And Why I Have Heartburn included... Simon Samurai, Dari, Doodle, and Batchford. That's all we have for tournaments this week. Short list. Yeah, it was a short list. Uh, there's a couple of UGC tournaments that are taking place this week, so we'll recap them next week, obviously. Um, but yeah, good stuff regardless. And we have those Halo Wars tournaments coming up as well. A lot of stuff in the pipeline. A lot for of sure. tournaments in the pipeline. For sure. Will, we've made it another week down, another big tournament in the in the rear view, I guess you could say. It was the Gamers Forgiving 2019 HCS Grassroots event that took place over the weekend. And uh, to be completely... Okay, so <laughs> let's preface this before we get into this, okay? So... We, I, I told people to have their expectations in mind where this wasn't going to be like the HCS Invitational. Okay? So keep your expectations in check. Realize it's not going to be the same type of event. Come into it with a kind of open mind. Lo and behold, the thing that I didn't know was that not a lot of the stream was going to be dedicated to that tournament. I had no idea, and this isn't a fault to them, like it's just an observation, I guess you could say. Well, say a critique. Let's just say it's a critique, right? If I were Gamers Forgiving and they do a tournament next year, what I would do is I would have separate streams. And therefore have a stream dedicated to the to the major tournaments you have going on. Not just a Halo one, but like all the tournaments that you have, if it's Rocket League, if it's uh, Smash Bros, whatever it may be, have like a separate stream set up for them, I guess you could say. So what they did instead was they had one stream and they would cast a match of Halo, like a series, and then they would cut to the Gamers Forgiving floor where they would talk about streamers who were there and whatnot. So realistically, and this isn't a fault, like this was how they set their broadcast up. Like I said, put expectations, like set expectations where 
they should be, right? I didn't realize how much quote-unquote downtime there was going to be between matches. And there was a lot. There was a lot of time between Halo matches on that stream. Either way, there were some good matches that took place overall. And uh, the Grand Finals not being one of them. But there were a couple great series that took place beforehand. But before we get into that, Will, what do we got now for this segment? We're going to go into some roster recap. We haven't used this soundbite in a little bit. Uh, uh, so let's uh, let's get through it here. First team we have is Halo Dads. This was Drizzle, Riot Shock, Habs, and Release the Kraken. Next we had Entice Esports. This was Le- Levy or Levi, Tragic, Winter, and Klepto. Next team, Family Portrait, Adamantic, Kakuna, Will Manon, and Midshot AB. Next is Top Shelf. This included a kick, kick, Nick, Crossfade, Top Ducky, and Nest Lake. Next team is Check Your Pulse, Combonified, Vital, Obnoxious, and Aurora. Next team is Goats R Us, included TQ, Trademark, Clutchy, and Slay Type. <laughs> Next we had Barney and Friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kataman, Vapor, Mob, Paintball, and Fear Smith. I'm trying to remember the theme song to Barney right now. Next we had Pop Patrol. I tried to move on, guys. I apologize for my friend over here. (laughs) Soon to not be friend based off of that reaction. (laughs) Next up is Team Paw Patrol. This was V-Ball and Savage. Hot Shy and Prime. Prime Lee, sorry. Be be very happy that I don't know the Paw Patrol theme song. Okay. Oh, I don't. I'm glad I don't either. See, just be happy that I don't know that. At least Barney was our time frame. You That's know? true. So early '90s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barney was everywhere. Barney was a who, who. All right, Mason City Minotaurs is the next team here. We have Seesaw, uh, Mattify, Shine Down, and Pikachu Pot Pie. Next team is Enemy Four. This included Wolverine, Solstice, Equinox, and Cocky. We had Mazer Gaming, Snakey, Jimbo, Flames, and Haulers. Next team is Last Life. This was Braveheart, Crazy, Infury, and King Cherry Pie. Lux Gaming included Gilkey, Cloud, Boo-Boo-Doo-Boo, and Demon D. We had Gucci Lanyard. Barry Sanders, which is, is supposed to be Sanders, but it's spelled differently. Slaughter, Belisha, and Trigger Ramps. We have Team Carnage, which is Revo Lee, Swell, Beer Belly, and Amplicity. Next up is Hurdle Squad. This included Hurdler, Derek, and Bones, Betrayal, and Eclipse. We had Team Infinite, which was Ryan Noob, Scarvane, Piles, and Thuggish Killer. GMS2 included Gabriel, Goofy, Tusk, and Master Fear. We had Our Parents Recycle, which is your, this is, I'm having trouble with this one. It looks like Egyptian, but there's That's an exactly IR. It it's Egyptian. Egyptian. Oh, come on, guys. Why, why are you throwing two random letters in front of Egyptian <laughs> here? Anyway, 
so our parents' recycle included Egyptian, Historics, Piggy, and Fronter Bumper. We had Straight Ez, which was Royal Blood, Gong Show, Lineback, and BR Shots. Team BDE included Fragon, Posy, Coolidge, and JP Fern. Team WOS was Rain, Filthy G, Wanward, and Omega. Therapy Works included Lethal, Snipe Down, APG, and Ace. Pew 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 was Wolf, 80, Wolf 68, Joey Clutch, Spenny, and LeCleary. Elevate included Trippy, Penguin, Gun Type, and Zerka. Milky Eats was uh, Saren, Sniping Demon, Tease, and Toby. And following esports included Case, Septify, Ice Killer, and Nigel Uno. That's it for the roster recap. You did it. I made it. Got caught up on the Egyptian, but that's, Egyptian that's fine. Egyptian because why are you throwing an IR in front of the E? We could go back to singing Barney. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, like I said, there were there were a couple series that took place that were... So, uh, we'll talk about this, the, the placings very shortly, but there were two... Well, realistically, there were three game fives that took place... Um, very close that could have determined a lot of placing information that happened because they were all in losers bracket matches, as a matter of fact. So I believe it was losers round four, and it was um I think it was Elevate going up against Mazer Gaming. So Elevate established Mazer Gaming was the EU roster that came out to play, right? Elevate won at 3-2, sent Mazer Gaming home. Um so therefore, losers round five, Elevate went up against Lux Gaming. And for those who don't remember, because we didn't know the rosters that were going to be coming into this event, uh, we actually predicted Lux to potentially win it. Because they, they were a confirmed roster that was going to go. We knew that the team was sticking together. And based off that information, we thought Lux were going to win it. So it's a big losers match because if Lux loses, they go home. And this is a game five. And Lux actually clutched it out, took the series 3-2 over Elevate. Elevate got sent home. Lux Gaming actually moved forward in the bracket. Now here's, this is probably the biggest one, okay? So GMS, not the same exact roster that went into HGS Invitational, but not something to slouch at either, okay? So the GMS roster that came to Gamers for Giving, they went up against Lux Gaming in the losers round six. And... Believe it or not, it was still actually Lux Gaming to clutch it out, take over the Series 3-2, sending the GMS roster home. Lux Gaming goes on into the bracket, and uh, we have a Grand Finals, okay? Now, for those who don't know, and because we didn't know right off the bat until this was announced, shortly before the event started, while Tox was not there, and Reciprocity was not there, Members from, well, and status quo was not there. Members from all three teams created a semi-god squad, let's say, for this event. And they made a team called Therapy Works. So that's a play on Dr. Bravo, who uh, conducted the therapy session at the HCS Invitational. It was a little skit. Um, Lethal and Snipedown have a little rivalry going against each other. But believe it or not, they teamed for this event, as a matter of fact. And that squad also consisted of APG and Ace. So, like I said, a, a powerhouse of a team. 
and they realistically destroyed every team that they played against in this in this tournament. And we had a grand final. It was Lux Gaming going up against Therapy Works. And Lux Gaming coming from the loser's bracket had to win two best of sevens in order to take the tournament. Therefore, it didn't get to that point because uh, Therapy Works 4-0'd them. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, it was convincing. It was very convincing. So, um, unfortunate for Lux, but uh, congratulations on you guys making it as far as you did. Like we said, based off the confirm, you we knew you were confirmed to be there. So... Based off that information alone, we had a good feeling that you guys would place well. We thought you would win the whole thing, potentially. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen this event. But that's not to say that the dream hack um, 4v4 that takes place, you guys can't make a run. You guys clearly have the talent for it. And uh, it, it was just... It was surprising to me. It shouldn't be surprising. But it was semi-surprising to me that the team who won the whole tournament was really just a hodgepodge. Yeah. The the two actual teammates were lethal and APG on that roster. Yeah, Snipedown just came in and uh, they Ace. also had Ace. Yeah. yeah, from two completely separate teams. Yep, and they did pretty well together. But yeah. So uh, so we have, does, does therapy actually work in this case? I mean... Do you think they're... Do you think they're <laughs> So I have a day after the tournament. Oh, the, the beef that went on with them on Twitter? Snipedown posted this pic on Twitter. Go ahead. That showed lethal. And this was against the Lux squad. Mm-hmm. It was capture the flag. Uh, I don't think it says what. Oh, the amount of kills that Snipedown got yep, versus so, the amount of assists so, so that lethal got. So Snipedown went 33 kills, 12 assists, and 10 deaths. Lethal got 11 kills, 28 assists, and 9 deaths. The Twitter conversation is as follows. Snipedown posts that graphic and says, These are some pretty insane stats. Just like the old days where I get all the kills, at Lethal can't finish his own. Lethal replies, You act like you didn't thank me for doing it. Everything, as always, right when the game ended. Shake my fucking head, I'll let you rock. <laughs> Snipedown then replies, even when I try to cap a flag, the game glitches and returns it on its own. I'm conditioned to slay at this point. Lethal, final reply here says, stay in your lane, man. You try objective once and the game breaks. <laughs> so I think they're playing into that. Oh, yeah. That whole Absolutely. rivalry, but it seemed yeah. to be all fun and games for them now. It was. And it was good. It, like, it was just funny to me that a, a ragtag group of... Like, they're all great players. I'm not saying ragtag in a sense of their play, like, the the greatness of their play. I'm just saying, like, you come from basically three completely different teams. You make a hodgepodge roster, and you dominate. Yeah. Um, I think they may have lost one game that tournament. I mean, maybe. if you... All, all of those teams have been dominant, or all those players have been dominant on different teams in the last year and a half of Halo. Yeah, two, going on two years now. Um, so, yeah, those guys coming together and dominating like that, di- like they did it. I would have, I would have liked to say I was would would have seen that coming before the tournament started, just because they're such all high caliber players. Therapy Works lost one game against that GMS roster, and that was in the semifinals. 
Other than that, they didn't lose a single game that tournament. Crazy. Unbelievable. But yeah, great tournament though. Of of the matches that I was able to watch, it was great. They brought T2 back. That was pretty great. Hashtag free T2. He was freed. It was amazing. Once again. There was a little, uh, there, there's a lot, a lot of trash talk between Golden Boy and Walshy again. Oh, I didn't get to see any of that. Oh, it was so fucking funny. It was so funny. Because they, like they brought, <laughs> so like the, the tournament wasn't grade A professional, right? Sure. It was a charitable event. Yep. It was for the kids. They were all there having a fun time. Okay. Golden Boy brought up his love for fucking cornflakes again. And he rubbed it in Walshy's face that he won the big team battle bonanza. And uh, I forgot exactly what he was saying, but I think he said something. He was, what the fuck was it? Was it, were they talking about literal poop or something? But uh, they, they said something and then they joked and they said Golden Boy was fired. And so Golden Boy got up and then a different person from G4G came in and was just talking to Walshy on the mic. And then you see fucking like Golden Boy do this raptor move like behind, <laughs> behind Walshy. I'm like, what the hell is even going on anymore? And then he came back on and everything was great. But this is funny. This is a great time. This is a fun time. But yeah. Will, what were the results of this tournament? All right, so yeah, we'll we'll run through the placing here. Like we said, in first place was Therapy Works. They took home nine thousand dollars. Second was Lux Gaming. They took home five grand. Third was GMS, three thousand to them. Fourth, Elevate, fifteen hundred. Infinite and Mazer were fifth, sixth with seven hundred fifty dollars. Seventh, eighth was WOS and Entice. Ninth through twelfth, we have Top Shelf, Our Parents Recycled, Check Your Pulse, and Pew Pew Pew. Thirteenth through sixteenth was Gucci Lanyard. Mason City Minotaurs, Halo Dads, and Last Life. There you go. There's your placings. What what else is there? Bracket and VOD will be included within the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. And G4G Grand Total raised the mount. Grand Total is in. The gaming community raised $637,311 during Gamers for Giving 2019. They estimate these new resources will support as many as 398,000 more children each year. Thank you all for your contributions. And their goal was 500,000, I think. So they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. And that's awesome to see. Those totals were just like, the amount was skyrocketing over the weekend. It was uh, awesome. Just fucking awesome. So thank you to everybody who was able to donate. Congratulations to G4G for getting their total raised. And, uh, yeah, for the kids, man. For the kids. And that's it for our uh, Gamers Forgiving recap. Which means, Will, it's time for some shout outs. <laughs> Just real quick, I just want to shout out to. Uh, Everybody who listens to the show, you know, it may sound like a cop out shout out, but I don't give a shit because all you guys are great. You guys, great. You guys give great feedback as well. We, we accept the critiques. We want to hear the critiques and, uh, we just thank you very much for tuning in week in, week out. We've been getting a lot of love on Twitter recently too. It's really fucking cool. Thank you guys. You guys don't need to do that, but it's greatly appreciated. Gives us a little bit more validation in what we do. 
Not that we need it because we don't, but it's like, it, it does really feel good. I, I'm going to sound like I'm talking out my ass at this point, you know, but I, I sincerely mean it. it. It's, it's great to see those comments. It, it's great to even see the bad ones because it, it lets us know what we need to improve on so on and so forth. And, uh, we want to be able to do more for you guys as well. That's why like with the halo draft league coming up the new season, right? Wanting to do a little bit more deep dive on the matches that are taking place. We know who the players are now. We can get a little bit deeper in there as well. A lot of amateur players coming through who don't really get a chance to be in the spotlight either. We got to give them that chance. You know, all these community tournaments taking place. The SWAT ones. Awesome. Halo Wars ones. Awesome. Griffball, Awesome. Just everything. So seriously, thank you all for listening again. Thank you to everybody and shout out to everybody who's able to donate during the gamers for giving stream. You guys are all incredible as well. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Will. Well, that's it for shout outs. What do we got for the community creations this week? We have the top halo clips. Week nine winner was announced. Congratulations to prospectful. He's gotten showered with multi-kill snapshots. 54 concurrent likes and now a $25 Xbox gift card. Enjoy and keep submitting for week 10. Don't think I forgot about me Monday. It's there. Go check it out on Reddit. There's an announcement though for top Halo clips. Just like that, huge thank you to everyone who has followed. We've hit 500, 506 currently, which means this tweet is your ticket to winning a $25 Xbox gift card. Retweet this to enter when it will be chosen at random in 24 hours. So I'm assuming that's actually over by now. And no. Oh no. Like 1.30 PM central time tomorrow. So the, the day this posts, right? Tuesday. So you have till 1.30 on the 26th. Yes. I believe that is a 24 cutoff. I think it was around 1.30 that that like 1.30 the day we're recording this show. I believe that was when that tweet was posted. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, then go retweet. Get your $25 Xbox gift card. Next up, we have Halo Twitch Clips 17 and 18 by Halo Twitch Clips over on YouTube. Little uh, bit of uh, compilation videos. We have Ishii's M9 edited by Double A YouTube video. There's a compilation. Is that is that right? Is a montage? Is that the word I'm looking for? For what? Ishii? Yeah, it's a montage. Montage. It's I, his ninth montage. There we go. And it's a sight to behold. I can tell you that much. I'm only going to tell you that much. Watch it. Just watch it. All right. We have the daily Twitter clips. Volume three by Scud Puddle. Go check out his YouTube. Get shit on Scud. And then we have the Salt Flats 2019 playlist by Silos. Another YouTube video to check out. And behold. And that's all we have for the community creations this week. Love you, Silos. Get shit on, Scud. Just want to say it twice. You just, you know, you can't stop yourself anymore, can you? No, because he'll go in Discord and he'll just tell it to me. And I'm like, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't hurt my feelings. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> it's just funny. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. He just keeps coming at me with it. I got to keep dishing it right back. And luckily, I have an audio platform to do it. <laughs> Man! His next YouTube video is going to end and fade to black and then just Don't slowly give fade in. Get shit on Josh. You know what I'm going to do? If he does that, I'm going to put out a YouTube video 
but mine's going to be the Barney theme song, right? I'm going to sing the Barney theme song. And then at the end, it's going to say, get shit on Scud. Mm. So it's like all happy, go lucky. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Get shit on Scud. <laughs> okay. Well, this show has gone off the rails. If I do say so myself. Um, Will, before we, before I let you do your thing where, you know, you, 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 you do the thing where you plug stuff and, you know, it's the end of the show and all that. Before I let you do any of that, I'm going to throw another curveball at you. You ready? What do you got? It's time. Again. <laughs> it's for Gamer Tag Mania. So, for... <laughs> Will is just like his head down, like, God damn it. Um, so for those who don't remember, um, this is not going to be a recurring segment on the show, but the reason why I'm doing this is because literally it came into discord as we're talking right now. So I'm like, Oh, what better opportunity to throw Will off his game than do this. Right. Uh, so Mark owns your face, right? Okay, we, we mentioned him previously in the show providing the Halo Draft League Champions League uh, rosters. Thank you again, Mark. Greatly appreciated. Uh, his gamer tag used to be American Ripper. Then he changed it to Mark C-E-H-C-S. Okay, well, guess what he's done this time, Will? What now? He has changed his gamer tag back. But not to American Ripper. But this time, he took Goalie Sniper and his wife's... His, his, advice and just changed it to mark owns your face so there you go by the way mark you don't own my face will plug the show if you're listening to us you know we're on some podcast services we're on a lot of them google play podbean stitcher spotify itunes just name a few what if they're watching on youtube though if you're watching on youtube hey you found us somehow (laughs) we're also on podcast services join our discord join the community discussion a lot of great stuff going on we have a uh, game tag mania uh i guess appearing over on discord so go check that out <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you'll be featured on the show oh uh, we have our xbox club and spartan company you can search uh hs pro talk for those if you're interested um no one has been interested so i don't blame you i don't blame uh, me either to be honest <laughs> Uh, we are on the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer. We also have our own eSportspedia page. Search for HCS Pro Talk and find us on your favorite platform. In dibbity doobly. Josh, what do we got on the next episode? I don't know yet, but guess what? <laughs> we should add in the, in, the, in the plug section of the show notes, you know what we should do? <laughs> Join our Division 2 clan, the bros of Pangan. <laughs> We're a Halo podcast. <laughs> no. I'm going to say no. We might want to plug our 1v1 tournament coming up, though. We did earlier. Well, we could do it again. Do it right now. Join our challenge bracket for our 1v1 tournament taking place on April 6th at 5 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be a fun time. It'll be streamed over on Mixer. If you can't make it to play, come watch and see all the exciting games. And see me. 
shit on Scud. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 66 of HTS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening as always. And uh, next week, like I said, I don't really know what's going to be happening because my brain is kind of fried. I'm not going to lie. But uh, maybe we'll have a topic. Maybe we'll throw something out there. We have a week, like uh, we have a week before the tournament's going to be taking place. So, well, a weekend. So we have an episode beforehand. We can get a topic in. It'll be a good time. Maybe I'll reach out to the folks on Discord, Twitter, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Get your guys' ideas on what you'd like to see. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week to talk a lot about more uh, competitive Halo. It's going to be a great time. Hope to see you there. But until then, bye bye